They wanna take away our guns and take away our rights. And if we stand up for what we believe in, they're gonna take away our life. Well, this ain't freedom. No, this ain't freedom anymore. Friends, family, American patriots, it's time for another podcast from U.S. Freedom Fighters. Sit back and enjoy the show. Good afternoon, family, friends, American patriots. Again for a treat this afternoon. We've got uh, my usual partner in crime, Brad, with me, but we've got a special guest today, AJ, and we're just going to have a casual afternoon coffee conversation and just see where it leads us. So y'all stick around. You never know what you hear us talk about. And with that, I'd like to welcome our special guest, AJ. How are you this evening? I'm good, Jerry. How are you? Doing great. It's a pleasure to have you with us. President Brad, she looks better than you do. I don't mind her company. (laughs) Yeah, I don't blame you there at all. (laughs) Uh, So tell me, what's on y'all's mind today? Uh, Well, on my mind is uh, I've been thinking a lot about survival, really, and everything about it. Absolutely. Um, You know, that's always our forefront mission is is making sure everybody knows how to do that and you know i I tell you our team has done an awesome job of making sure that the information is out there for people to know how to survive um you know it's a matter of choice you got to want to learn the knowledge and want to apply it but we got a great team making sure they get that knowledge out there at u.s freedom fighters yeah, we surely do. And AJ, she is a huge asset to U.S. Freedom Fighters. Um, AJ, do you have any thoughts? Fine. I have a few. Um, I guess just people need to stop focusing on a lot of the political stuff going on. That's causing them to lose focus on preparing because you've got so many people that are just They're paying attention to, you know, what's going on with Biden, what's going on with Trump, what's going on with this, what's going on with that, when they should really be focusing on what's happening in their own, like, community right now. I mean, we've got stores that have shelves that are emptying, and people aren't noticing. I mean, you go to the store here in my hometown, and you can see where on the floor where the shelves used to be and they've actually been moved back or you can see that they've actually taken like a whole section of shelves out because they're just they're trying not to create that hysteria of yeah they're trying to mask it up yes and people they're not seeing it because they're too focused on what's going on politically and I think what people need to put in their head is stop paying attention to the distractions they're creating out there and start paying attention to what's going on in your own community where you live and everything else. Otherwise, you're you're going to be screwed once everything starts falling into place exactly how they've been planning it because you were too focused on the distractions they've been giving you. Yeah, but um, I got a question for you. Do you think that, you know, keeping one eye on it a little bit 
might be helpful because you might actually see what's coming down the pipes in a way. I just want to say, you know, I, I have to, I have to lean. You do have to keep an eye on it because part of this political theater is now we're seeing the truckers in the U.S. starting to follow lead from the Canadians and they're starting convoys and and boycotts and all. So you know, as AJ mentioned, shelves already being short, and we have truckers which I support their effort by all means, don't get me wrong, but that's what else is that gonna do to the already bare shelves? It, we have to keep an eye on it, but that's not the only thing we have to keep an eye on. You know, everybody's keeping an eye on Washington. I wonder how many people saw the headline this morning that of the 49 satellites that SpaceX just put up, 40 of them are gonna be falling back to the earth because they hit a geomagnetic storm. Well, if that storm would have actually hit the earth. Yeah. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking right now. No, we're not. Also to go along, like, I'm not saying just, you know, completely separate yourself from political, but you got to pick what you're going to pay attention to. I think that's more where I'm going with it. Cause I mean, again, a lot of people are too focused on, well, what's Trump doing? Cause you know, Trump's supposed to be fighting, you know, the whole, voting fraud that happened so people are still focusing on that and then they're trying to pay attention to well you know well what's biden doing or what is biden not doing i guess i should specify and, yeah, and these like are those that. distractions you're talking about exactly so i mean i'm not saying completely back away from political altogether i'm just saying you've got to pick and choose what's important for prepping and survival not just well we lost a vote and we should have won that vote. And well, what's Trump doing about it? Or what are we doing about Biden? Because he was illegally put in as a president when, you know, all those votes were fake votes. I mean, we shouldn't be, that's not what we should be focusing on. I think that's more what I'm saying, but we've got people that are paying way too close attention to that and not on stuff that's going to help them prepare. Yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. I look at it this way, you know, it could be a, a political issue it could be a natural man issue man-made issue you know but the, the final destination is we need to be self-reliant self-dependent no matter what the cause is and as we're all trying to say sometimes we get focused on the journey and not where we need to be to get to survive what we do get to we gotta keep yeah. our focus straight yeah you know that's one thing about us freedom fighters we teach you how to do that also or we're trying to we're trying to teach you how to stop focusing on things that are going to distract you and focus on what needs to be done and uh, we plan on doing all sorts of different trainings um aj i know you have some thoughts on some trainings i don't know if you want to talk about them or not well training wise i think people should really be uh focusing on for prep wise i know that you guys are doing stuff on um, hunting fishing and trapping those are some things people especially people who have never done it before or maybe they've done a little bit of hunting as they were kids or you know they did a little bit of fishing as kids either way any you know wherever you are in that that is definitely something people should be focusing on for prepping because again when shit hits the fan you're gonna have you're gonna be dependent on yourself and what you can get um, another thing that people should be focusing on prep wise, uh, training wise would also be, you know, how to garden so that way you can get your own food. Because again, 
once all this happens and the food shortages really kick in and there's no food, there's no nothing, again, you're going to be dependent on yourself. So hunting, fishing, trapping to get your proteins and then, you know, gardening so that way you can get your fruits and veggies. Um, so that would be like the really important things. And then obviously how to preserve your food. So people need to learn how to, you know, preserve their food, canning um, and stuff like that. Like there's so many things people need to be doing and they need to be doing it now because again, if you're not paying attention to what's going on in the stores and all of that, you're gonna come down to, you don't even have the basic knowledge to depend on yourself when it happens. And I think these few things are the really important things that you're gonna need when shit hits the fan. Yep, um, I totally agree. And to kind of promote our podcast a little bit, uh, you kind of said it, me and Jerry do another uh, thing within the podcast uh, called Understanding Survival. We've done three episodes, so go check those out. If you're listening to this one and haven't heard those yet, go check those out. You know, like you were saying, we need to t touch on everything, even people that are re really experienced in fishing or hunting or trapping or any of that stuff. You also got to learn how to do all that stuff in survival situations. Uh, what are you going to do if you don't have a firearm, uh, if you don't know how to use a bow um, or how to make a bow? Because, you know, it's great and dandy to have a gun. It's great and dandy to have a bow. But eventually those things are going to fail and you're going to have to make your own. And, and you know, here's another thing I, I find funny that, you know, we need to have this stuff, but we need to have knowledge of what we have also, if that makes sense. You know, a perfect example, most of us nowadays are used to eating at least twice, three times a day. And most people will eat a pretty good sized plate when they eat. We're not going to have that luxury in their survival system situation. How's your body going to react? Right. These are things that, that you should test the waters before you have to, so you'll know how to be prepared. Yeah, no, you bring up a great point there, because, I mean, if you're not ready and it shit just hits the fan, your health could go really fast because you're not getting what you're used, your body's used to having. And I don't know about you, but that's some of the most important time is right in the beginning. And in the beginning, that's when, you know, you're going to start starving and doing that kind of stuff. And if your body's not ready for that, it's going to make it three times harder. Absolutely. And the other side of that coin, also, we say you've got a person that is used to eating three times a day. And they try to eat three MREs a day. That person is going to be miserable because one MRE is enough calories to get a uh, grown adult through a day with a few snacks here and there. Yep. So if you ate three MREs, then, you know, you're, you've way overdone it. You're going to be paying for it. Now, how many people that have actually stockpiled MREs know that? They'll probably not all of them, honestly. I mean, I'm sure there is some that do, but I doubt all of them do. And to kind of go off of that, that's why, I mean, if you're already into food storage and food prepping and stuff like that, you should probably start going through, depending on how long you've stored it, probably start going through your storage and just start, you know, 
eating stuff because I mean some of the stuff you're storing I would assume is going to be stuff that you don't eat on a regular basis anyways so you should probably start going through your stock because you should be doing the rotation thing and just start eating some of that older stuff so that way your body starts getting used to that kind of stuff and at the same time probably start working on cutting out all the not all I mean you got to work on it slowly cutting out the junk food or your pleasure foods, whatever it is, start cutting them out of your diet so that way you can pretty much put yourself into pretty much your basic survival mode at that point. So that way it's not such a shock to your body when you get there, because again, you're already going to be in shock because everything's hit the fan. You can't go to the store. You're wondering how you're going to survive at this point if you haven't already figured it out and everything else. And then on top of that, your body's not getting the normal stuff or eating how you normally eat and you're going to have that shock on top of everything else. So it just adds more stress. So that's something I highly recommend for people is if you've been stocking for a while and you've got, you know, stuff stocked from like a couple years, something like that, maybe just once a week, just pull something out from that back rotation and just eat it. So that way your body can start getting used to that. Plus, again, you're doing the rotation thing, so you should be adding fresh stuff in so you're not cutting yourself short. And again, it's just once a week, not an everyday thing, just once a week. So that way your body can start getting used to pretty much basic survival food before shit hits the fan. And not only to, on top of that, I suggest people go camping and when they're out on these camping trips, take one day and set aside and do the things that you think you would normally do during a survival situation and monitor your calories and how much you consume. And that way you can do a better planning for your prepping. And you're not that way you're better prepared, know what you need on a daily basis and, and you not have a goal to meet for that day, but don't overdo it. Right. Cause it, also if you overdo it, you're just wasting supplies. I mean, those supplies can last you so much longer if you know how to portion them. And on top of that, while people are, you know, stockpiling their food and stuff, if you don't know already how many calories, you know, a full-grown man, woman is supposed to have or a child, depending on the age, you probably should look that up. But while you're also, you know, picking out the foods that you want to start stockpiling or you've been stockpiling and everything else, make sure you are getting a good mix of everything because you don't just want protein yes protein's gonna you know put you farther but if you eat just protein it's not good for your body you're gonna want your healthy fats you need to be getting like coconut oil um, olive oil stuff like that because that's going to be good for your body as well so you kind of have to put a mix in there and not just focus on well if i just do a whole bunch of protein i'm going to be good well uh, yes, well you got to be no. careful with protein I mean, protein, people think, oh, great, protein's awesome, which, yes, it is. But if you do too much of it, you can actually get protein poisoning and it can kill you. That's what I'm saying. That's why people need to pay attention to what you're putting in your thing. Yes, protein might put your food a little bit farther because you'll, you won't eat as much because protein fills you up. But at the same time, you need to have everything else and not just protein because, again, it can, it, it'll destroy your body quicker than you think it, you think it's going to. Oh, and you even go farther than that. I mean, you got to think about it when you're in a survival situation. 
you're not going to be sitting in front of a TV. You're not going to be sitting in front of a computer. You're going to be more active trying to survive. So you got to remember your body's going to be burning more calories. So you also got to put that in perspective and think about that or else if you don't eat enough food, you're going to get yourself sick. So there's really a fine line there to overeat or undereat. Absolutely. And that's why we, we at US Freedom Fighters advocate practice what we learn and what we, the skills we share, practice them, practice them. And, and that way, you know, if you practice them, you set memory muscle and you eliminate the pan need of panic the more you practice. The last thing you want to do is be in a shit hits the fan situation and panic. That's just going to breed failure. So that's why, you know, and, you know, as we do these things, that's, we have to listen to our bodies and, and learn what we need for them. And, and that's, that affects how we prep. I mean. Yeah. Well, here, I got a question for both of you. I mean, you yourself, what would you have that think about for prepping? Cause everybody's body's a little different. Um, People are addicted to ca uh, nicotine, caffeine, all these different things. You got to realize if you don't have any of that stuff, you're going to get very sick too. So that's a question for both of you. What would you want to focus on? That's a good question. You know, honestly, most people that know me would probably say my cigarettes, but that's the funny thing about it, which I know eight hours isn't a survival situation. And but if I've got my cigarettes by me, yeah, I'm going to smoke them. But then again, I sit in an hour, eight-hour meeting or in a hangar for eight hours and never smoke it. It never bothered me. So, you know, in all honesty, I, my two things, I tell everybody if it, if it wasn't for coffee and Mountain Dew, I'd be in trouble. So that would have to be the two things that would be the hardest on me. So for me and for anybody who knows me, it would be chocolate mostly. Um I can deal without caffeine. I sometimes have to have caffeine, but mine would be chocolate. Um, so when I think about that and, you know, getting supplies and stuff, I mean, yes, I mean, you can go to the store, you can buy, you know, chocolate and stuff like that. But you have to find something else that might be able to replace that in some way, shape or form. Like, I mean, I can go to, uh, the co-op and I can get uh, cocoa nibs, which is what, you know, chocolate's made from. You just add sugar and it turns into normal chocolate. Um, so if I needed to start storing up anything chocolate just to get me through it, yes, cocoa nibs are not my favorite because that is the bitterest chocolate you're going to get because it's got no sugar or anything else in it. But I mean, if you stored up some kind of sugar type thing, whether it be actual sugar, honey, you know, anything like that, you can make yourself chocolate. So, I mean, you have to think about it that way when you go and you say, well, I have all these addictions. Okay, but what can you find to put into your storage that you can use to curb those addictions? Or now would be the time to maybe start weaning yourself off of your addictions. I mean, you have to look at it from two different things. Is it something that you're going to be able to find an alternative to? Or is it something that maybe you should start thinking about working yourself off of? 
or what about maybe it's something you should start working yourself off of but still stock up on because if you have that addiction other people do and that would be a heck of a barter item very true very true um i mean i know myself i'm addicted to tobacco at nicotine um so you know i've thought about you know learning how to grow tobacco plants you know and learning how to do it um that's one thing i've thought about in survival i mean do i need it probably not is it going to help my mental state at certain times probably so that's kind of how i feel about it um trust me i'd love to be able to quit and i've tried multiple times but it's not as easy as some people may think so i would really hate to have to bug out and i just don't have any kind of nicotine or tobacco and just start feeling like complete crap because then I'm no help to anybody around me. Uh, if I had no tobacco, I'd probably need to be bugging out alone for everybody else's safety. Right. And that's why I kind of asked that question. It's just, you got to think about that kind of stuff. Cause I know everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people have addictive personalities and it might not be the stuff that's, you know, cigarettes or beer or any of that. It might be to, you know, like AJ was saying sugars and stuff like that. I mean, these are all addictions and they've been giving us these addictions over the years. Um, and that's how they keep us coming back and buying these things because of an addiction and caffeine, all this stuff. This is how they make all their money off of us. Absolutely. It keeps us in the rat race. So then yeah. to kind of go off of this. So you had said, Jerry, well, what if it's, you know, you can wean yourself off, you know, so what if you just buy say cigarettes or whatever it is to use as a barter item. I think that's another thing people should focus on when they, you know, are out shopping or something like that is not only focused on what is going to get them through when shit hits the fans, but what are some things that you can possibly use for bartering later? Like, I mean, if you shop at a store and they have a lot of good coupons and stuff that you can get. Like, I mean, you can buy one, get one of, you know, a feminine product or um, diapers or something. What if you can just stock up on some of that kind of stuff that maybe you could use later on for bartering? Because people aren't thinking about that part. They're also thinking, they're mostly just thinking about just stockpiling for what they're going to need to survive. But what happens if you get to a point, you run out of something and you know somebody else has that, but they want to barter with it and you don't have anything to barter with because you didn't get any bartering supplies. You bring up a very good point. We have one of our members in U.S. Freedom Fighters that does a lot of the penny stuff with Dollar General and a lot of the coupon stuff. And that's actually what she does is she uses it She's already got all of her stockpile built, but she's using it now to make sure that her family and community is prepared too. So I think we need to kind of push that as well is, you know, don't just prepare for yourself, prepare for anything you may need to use to barter later on. Because again, once it happens, you're not gonna be able to go to the store and say, hey, I need this. But also, you know, with U.S. Sorry, Jerry. Um, no, I just said I agree. Go ahead. Uh, you know, within U.S. Freedom Fighters, uh, we 
are trying to teach, you know, community too. Um, so within that, I mean, you can have people that have different skills and all that other stuff, but they might, might also have different supplies that you can barter some of your stuff that you have to barter with them. And if you work as a community, you're going to survive a lot longer. Um, if you're out there trying to do a solo mission with just you and maybe your girlfriend, boyfriend, or husband, whatever, um, you might not make it so long. Uh, you're going to have to work with other people because it just will make everything easier. I agree with you. My wife laughs at me. I tell her I want a moonshine steel. Yeah, for I'm, you bet I'm going to make me some, but you know, it's obvious personal use but if it shit hits the fan then that's an excellent bartering tool because it can be used for for fuel and let's face it shit hits the fan we're all going on a strong shot every, every now and then <laughs> you're not wrong there at all i mean and a lot of people should think about this stuff what do you think might help you if shit hits the fan i mean you just said jerry you know a moonshine still i mean that really would help you because you can use all that moonshine as a bartering tool, just like we're talking about. So in reality, that's going to help you in a lot of ways. That's a basically a form of money. And that's a lot. I mean, bartering is a lost art. That's all people used to do back in the day. And people hardly do that anymore. Um, we actually have a server within U.S. Freedom Fighters, which is a bartering server. It needs some work. Um, but it's for people to go on there and try to sell or trade or do other things on there. Um, so bartering, we really feel strong about too. Well, I hate to say it, but if society collapses, what good is the dollar going to do you anymore? So you're going to have to go back to the border system. That's just the cold, hard reality of it. I mean, you might be able to start fires with it. It's the only thing I could think of. Absolutely. I mean, there's a saying that it's not worth the paper it's printed on for a reason. And I think that's why we push push communities so hard um, is because, again, we've been pushed to pretty much be solo. That is, that's been the whole goal for years is to push people to be solo. And I can make a point of how I know this is look at what we do with people when they get older. We put them in a nursing home because, well, we don't have the time to do it because ever since forever they've made it so women have to go to work well why do women have to go to work now instead of being home schooling the kids and everything else because then they could take your kids and they can indoctrinate your kids you're not teaching them the basic values anymore and then you're not working as a family i like to use if anybody's read them like little house on the prairie or if you watched it and you took care of your family you took care of everything like you know if your dad had to go work, you know, and, you know, couldn't take care of the fields and stuff. Well, the kids and the mother would take care of the fields. And you took care of, you know, your community. You took care of your family. You took, now it's just, it, we just want to be separate. We don't want anything to do with anybody in our family. We don't want to deal with our neighbors. We stick our parents in a nursing home to die by themselves because, well, they're old. We don't want to take care of them. That's a burden to us. We don't want to deal with that. And now we're trying to show people that this has been the plan for years is to break up that community so we don't work together. We, want, we don't want anything to do with anybody else. We can't trust anybody. We can't this, we can't that. 
No, just go away. Let me do it myself. And that's kind of hard for people to wrap their head around of creating this community. But if you think about it, when shit hits the fan, like Brad said, if, you know, you're just planning on living it out with just, you know, you and your girlfriend, your wife, your husband, your whatever, you're not going to live. You're going to be an easy target, especially for people that haven't been prepping, like people in big cities who don't see what's going on. They're going to come out into the rural areas and get you. They're going to start getting everybody that they know have been prepping. They're going to go door to door to door. And if it's just you and your wife or whoever, you're pretty much screwed. They're going to come banging on your door and there's nobody else there except you, two, three, four, however many are there. And you're knocked out. You're, you're done. So you have to work on your communities. Otherwise, again, you're an easy target. And you're, you're not going to live long. And I think people need to start getting it in their heads that we weren't meant to be solo people. Humans were never meant to be solo. We were supposed to be community people. And they've brainwashed us so much that we don't even know how to be a community anymore. And I hate to use this, and, but everybody will relate with it. You watch a lot of these zombie shows, zombie movies, zombie this. What do they all end up doing? They build a community, they build a group because they can survive longer in a group. This isn't any different than that. I agree with you completely. It doesn't, you could have 20 years of supply stocked up, but if you can't defend it, you haven't got anything except supplies for something next meaner person that comes along. And, you know, I hate to say it, but it's a cold, hard reality, you know, and, and that's part of the plan. And, and going back to what AJ said, how we went from community to to individualism, that's been the whole plan all along. Desensitize us, and that way they can't get us to turn on each other. When we quit seeing it, we're all each other are as humans and just as an obstacle, which is what yep. society trains us to do. You know, it, it's not it's it's how we can get ahead of everybody else anymore, and yep. that's sad. And it's the rat race. That's what it is, the rat race, period. I was doing some studying on some, some of the shamans over in Peru, and there was a statement in the book that really resonated with me. He said, you know, the problem with Americans now is that they think if they're the first one to the top of the hill, they won. Yep. He said, that's not, that's not our mindset. I haven't won until I've got everybody that I care about on top of that mountain with me. Then I've yep. won. Yep. And I agree with you hundred percent. And that's how we are here at us freedom fighters. Absolutely. We all win together or we all fail together. I agree with you hundred percent. And that's folks. If y'all are hearing anything you like or even piques your interest in the slightest, look us up at usfreedomfighters.com. You'll find a link to your favorite social media. And we're there willing to help any and every person we can. You know, and with that, I would say um, we can start wrapping it up a little bit here on the podcast. Do you guys have any final thoughts? Just know that U.S. Freedom Fighters is a family. I love to tell everybody U.S. Freedom Fighters is built on unity, strength, freedom, and family. And that sums it up for me, folks. If that's if that's what you like, 
You need to check us out. It's that plain simple. And for those of you who are already working, if you're already working on building a community or you're looking into how to build your community and stuff like that, um, again, that is what U.S. Freedom Fighters is for. As you know, when shit hits the fan, you're going to need different people in your community. You're going to need somebody who's a doctor, um, people who can hunt, people who can fish, trap, garden. You're going to need all those different things. Otherwise, in the end, it's, if you're the only one with all that knowledge, you're going to be pretty much busting your butt until you die from over over exertion because you're the only one who knows anything. So if you're out there building communities or you want to build a community, come find us. So hopefully we can hook you guys up um, with people in your state and maybe you guys can work off of each other and get different knowledge um, that maybe you don't have. So that way it's not just you trying to learn everything all at once or just you trying to prep everything by yourself. And with that, I'm going to thank everyone of y'all that joined us for a chat and a cup of coffee. And, and uh, I want to thank our special guest, AJ. You're welcome to come back anytime. And uh, hope you do soon. And thanks again, Brad, for another great co-hosting podcast with you. We hope y'all tune in to catch many more of them. Remember, U.S. Freedom Fighters, we're here to help you help yourself. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to another U.S. Freedom Fighters podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please come find us at usfreedomfighters.com. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.